something. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in uh, through the overtime of Atlanta Hawks basketball. It's 9.05. It's time for the What's on Joe Mind team stream. We're here with you again. Uh, we've got our special guest, Ace Allgood, with us. We'll talk to him some more after you watch our kick-ass theme song. Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome to What's On Joe Mind. I'm your host, Mike Arizari. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. How's everybody doing? Come on, I'm here. This is exciting. This is right. fantastic. Ace is here. Right. Right. See, I mean, look, Ace is here. Right? Here. Ace, Ace I, I never know what direction. Uh, <laughs> be insulted by Phil's lackluster intro. Yeah, uh, but enough about Phil. We'll, we'll, here in the top row, the, the honcho Mark Weber is on assignment this week. Uh, so joining in the top row, uh, fresh off of his his birthday celebration, uh, he just woke up from the hangover. Yeah, right. Too too much cherry coke. I don't know. But uh, rack time, Rob. Hello, everyone. It's Yoohoo time. Right. That's uh, that's 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 how uh, how wild things get around these parts. That's a surprisingly clear liquid for a Yoohoo. It's 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 new crystal you. <laughs> that sounds the hard stuff. Disgusting. Delightful. <laughs> it's been clarified <laughs> with a lie. Um, <laughs> uh, Racktime Rob, you got anything cool for your birthday? Uh well, let's see. I I got a gift certificate to the comic book store. That's right, because I got him that. But and a uh, steak. Right. And meats. Meats. You get yourself anything cool? Uh no. All right. I, mean, we haven't seen... I, I was I was sick with a cold right before then and you know busy. Right. It it was a crummy week beforehand, so it, it's uh we haven't even seen the family yet, so there is no love for rack time rob just yet, just age. <laughs> age and infirmity. We age gracefully. That's what we do here on on uh, on webcast world. Right. That's what you do. I'm falling apart. <laughs> uh, in the bottom row, uh, brought in to, to sub for the honcho tonight. He is our, our super sub, the host of Articulated Points. One of the hosts of Articulated Points. It's Biff McHonky Dunk himself. Phil Donnelly is with us. Hey. <laughs> I can give Phil noogies. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the noise the boy would make. So, any any truth to the to the rumor that uh, Mark is actually taking your place at Disneyland while you're here? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny such allegations. Yeah, Mark's not at Disneyland. He is. is <laughs> he's skiing somewhere. He might. He might be in. He might be in your neck of the woods, Ace, out in uh, Minnesota world. Really. There's not a whole lot of snow here right now. It's kind of an odd winter here in Minnesota. Mm. Joining us from, from the frozen north, he is, uh, frankly, I, I know of no greater 
uh, one six scale GI Joe expert. If he doesn't know about it, he knows the guy who knows about it. Uh, yeah, it's Ace Allgood, ladies and gentlemen. Back from, back from. Uh, it's been a, you, it's been a few years since you've been with us, man. Okay, I do want to make a point about that. The last time I was on, it was pre television. I was uh, sitting, and we were all on our telephones or talking that away, and it was quite, right. uh, quite different. So I have to behave. I have to worry about my image. I have to look, worry about what T-shirt I'm wearing. And um, all that stuff. I do want to say about my t-shirt. I do. I I won't stand up. Um, I do want to talk about my t-shirt. Do if you guys all know Buddy Finnethy, are you guys familiar with the name Buddy Finnethy? But he's one of the original guys that started out uh, Toylanta. He's been. uh, He's a great artist, uh, an amazing artist actually. He's been kind of sick, and so he's getting better. And I just want to send him out some good vibes out there, and I hope the Joe World send him some good love because. he uh, uh, he needs it from everybody, but he's doing good. Yeah, Andrews 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 sees my uh, defenders of Bulletman shirt, and this is a Buddy Finnethy original uh, Buddy Finnethy shirt. So yeah, Garrison is is probably our our most steadfast twelve inch collector who's who's here every week. Uh, so. Well, he, well, well, he and I have a great tradition going way back that he's always finding. Oh, hey, a one a three and three quarter guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Andrew and I are always exchanging uh, strange one six scale weird uh, items from around the world, like uh, I don't know, crowns and fans and weird one six th- square scale things that you find in the in the universe, which is always fun. I mean, technically, if if, if you want to be technical about it, rather, um, Rob, Rob and I, our first GI Joe was Bullet Man, way back in the day. I, I couldn't have been more than two years old. It was our first and, you know, almost last until 1982. <laughs> right, right. I mean, certainly was. But there were two bullet men in the Irizarry house growing up. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. Especially, and I wonder if it kind of helps tie the comic book thing together, too, you know, because, I mean, he sure is a comic book character. And um, that's interesting funny did he fall apart when you were a little kid do you remember uh, he, he fell he apart hung, when i was an older kid yeah he hung in there a pretty long time uh even Maybe. even today there's people that that restring those those old joes so oh yeah i mean he could be fixed if if we found the pieces they have um, the technology right it's, oh, it's yeah. there oh, but yeah. i i cannot uh, i will not i will not disparage uh bullet man <laughs> in our airspace he, he holds a special place in our hearts I love me some Bullet Man. All hell, Dob. Right. We we did not have. There were there were no other twelve inch Joes in in the neighborhood, but there were other. Really. You know there were there. We had twelve some twelve inch Star Wars. We had twelve inch Mego oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So so there were other guys for for Bullet Man to hang out with, but um, but unfortunately no other Joes. That's... I think we have both garrisons in tonight. Wow, we do. Yeah, he's is, Charlie's bragging on Bullet Man as well. Yeah. See, little Bullet Man love is always good for everybody. I would, I would flip if they did Bullet Man for classified. I, I, I'd be on him in a second. Complete with bare legs. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Josiah Alcorn would buy that. Maybe that's the big announcement tomorrow. Uh, Josiah Alcorn says this week we're pronouncing Andrew's last name Garrison. Uh, I always call Andrew Garrison Garrison. That's how he was introduced to me many many years ago even before the days 
of what's on Joe mind. I go back a long ways with, with Andrew Garrison. And so he's always been Garrison. Right. And then a couple years later, I met Charlie and he was introduced to me as Charlie. So that's how I, I will always call Charlie Garrison, Charlie. And that's, that's how it works. It doesn't make any sense, but it's not going to. And that's, that's just how it is. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, uh, Zamot CGC notes that Bullet Man sounds like a bad guy. No, he was no. he was absolutely one of the one of the angels. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was a little strange. What I think is really funny about the the defenders of Bullet Man kind of club is they they've made a lot of like really goofy like little add on pieces and kind of what if items that were out there, which is kind of fun. There's like Steve Stovall made a place at one time that included the thimble with the if you ever see the bullet man commercial, it kind of flies down and, uh, yeah. and crashes through. And, um, which reminds everybody, I don't know if anybody was at the convention where, uh, Don Levine, they actually put a, a bullet man on a string on the, uh, on the fishing wire all the way across the lobby. And, uh, they launched it across <laughs> and had to, had to, had to dodge security. And thank God old grandpa Don Levine was Don Levine was there to tell tell the security guy, Hey man, Everything's cool. It was fine. Missed that one. Yeah, no, we we don't didn't catch that one. The only uh, the only run in I can remember having with hotel security um, was uh, when Dave Tree went into restricted areas to try and get parachute figures. Yeah, so we, I see the parachute drop back in the good old days. We figured uh, uh, it was it was a good idea to not get our friend who was here from a foreign country uh, to not let him get arrested. So that was the only time I ever had a run in with. With hotel security. Yeah. Jail and G.I. Joe is not a good combination. No. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 not um that's not why you want to go to prison anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> they 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 do bad things to you. Well, I'm here because I tried to pick up some action figures. Oh no, no, son, no. It's a bad plan. You're gonna get cut. In Dave's yeah. defense, he was not he was not plowing over, you know, like a five year old. No, he, no, he was he just was, trying. He was to, picking stuff out of shrubbery. Yeah, he was just trying to go, he, and and he was trying to do so. He was trying to to uh, go to places he was not allowed to go to. So he was not uh, he was not hurting children to to get his his grubby hands on on toys. Actually, what it was was it was in Dallas where they had those uh, uh, the elevators, the elevators, and yeah. the, like the sculptures were down low. And he was trying to knock one of them off of that that small sculpture, and and so they they got on him for standing on on the the base of it to to do that, uh, and uh, yeah, it was good times. Mm. I, I I had to uh, I had to run some interference on that one, kind of kind of like a kind of like a rodeo clown. Just <laughs> he's he's English. He knows him. a lot of our ways. Oh, <laughs> Need some Benny Hill music while you're playing. That's going on. That's about right. That was back <laughs> in the days when I, when I had a chance of outrunning somebody. I was, I was standing in the back towards the fountain in that hotel because it was in Dallas, wasn't it? And some of the there was a lot of parachutes that did not open, and yeah. I mean those things were just flying down into that fountain. I was like, good lord. Yeah, they were their own. So kind of like watching an old synchronized swimming. Sh- scene from the 40s i remember at that show later that night we took our 12 inch guys and went upstairs and threw our guys and one of my guys went into the elevator chute and i had to 
get a little security help to get the guy out. But I didn't go to jail or nothing. But, no, no, yeah. I think I remember. I, I remember seeing seeing them do that for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got the uh, was, the cleaning crew was out with yeah, the yeah, big like the, yeah, doing all that stuff. Yeah, it had a little grease. It's kind of like it had like the red badge of courage. It had grease on its like his legs. So from the um, from the elevator shaft. It was good times. Yeah, it's all fun and games. So that guy got stolen at Joanna. Oh. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story. We won't go down that dark path. Anyway, um, welcome to guys. Thanks for coming over tonight. <laughs> Dustin Jeffrey notes oh. that he always roots for the Bulls against the rodeo clowns. Well, well, come on, I man. Mean, yeah, he also we're, wanted a rainbow bright discussion. And we we're out on that. Sorry. Right, we're trying to yeah. fight the power here, guys. No, no, don't be rooting for the. Don't be rooting for the five zero against your old your old pal Mike. Come on. No. Oh, five oh. oh. an hour. Right. <laughs> a five oh. No. All right. Somebody asked if this hat was this Dallas. This was Dallas long ago, many years ago. Gosh, I can't. Ten years ago that. now, man. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah. 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 It would have been. That would have been the fiftieth anniversary, wouldn't it have been? Yes. Yeah. That's wow. That's weird. How you remember those days? Still have my little wooden plaque over there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like that show. That was fun. It was the one where uh, where we met Joe Colton for the first time. Yeah. She she that, cursed she cursed at me across an empty lobby, so it echoed. <laughs> I'd never spoken a word before. Never spoken a word to me before. But uh, but there were there were the f bombs just right in quick succession across oh, wow. the spacious spacious open lobby so that they they rung out for everyone to hear she offended the gentle sensibilities of texans right Ooh, wow that's saying something <laughs> right you can do a lot of things but just don't launch those f-bombs what do you say we've wasted enough of the world's time let's go into the community calendar prepare for prepare yourself for this ace All right, that one's not that one's not too too bad. But yeah, that was, that was that was pretty sedate. I'm, I'm that was the anthropomorphic to, chicken nugget. Right. <laughs> That's Staff Sergeant C Nugs for the record. Staff Sergeant C Nugs, call him by his proper name, or, or at he, least his Funko Pop. <laughs> That's the Deke Productions version of Staff Sergeant C Nugs. Absorb Vids has subcontracted subcontracted out the animation to Deke, so. Oh, Anyways, funny. first up, it's an online event, but Renegade Con's 10th anniversary is March 1st. We told you about this in news last week. Here it is in community calendar this week. Cool deal. But uh, as you can see there, the deck building game for, uh, or rather the silent interlude expansion for the deck building game. Uh, they'll talk about that some. They'll also go get into uh, the expansion for Mission Critical called Cobra Ascendant. It's got bazooka and rock and roll and some other guys in it. So lots of explosion. Uh, that is happening on YouTube on March 1st on uh, the Renegade Game Studios channel. Uh, the action games happen at 3 p.m. Pacific. So synchronize your watches. Uh, that should be when we, we get to a, a look at all the new G.I. Joe goodness. 
Uh, Dustin Jeffrey asks, is the Deke version of Phil going to be Oliver from Oliver and Company? No, they can't afford Oliver from Oliver and Company. No, I, Oliver and Company had music written by Billy Joel. They don't have that kind of money. Yeah, that's, it's Deke. They, you get... Uh, 80s Disney was still Disney. Yeah, it's, it's still pricey. Yeah. It ain't cheap. I'm getting hey, Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> if you're lucky. You get the dog from Inspector Gadget. You're getting a cat. Hey, Ace, Ben Conway wants to know when he gets to eat barbecue with you again. I will go down to Rochester anytime, my friend. Boy, you've got the world-famous Ben Conway as a, as a listener on this show. My word. It happens sometimes. My, that's a uh, that's a fantastic guy that has some really amazing stuff. My word, he's done some cool stuff in the toy world, hasn't he? He has. So. It's been a it's been a good year for the folks at Skeletron. <laughs> I still got my my little dude here on my desk. Oh, awesome! I yeah, gotta, I'm up for a little. Uh, t- uh, we go down there and have. Uh, God, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. There's there's some guy's barbecue down there, and I just love eating there. All right, I will call you up, Ben. You're on, my friend, because I'm a retired guy now. Oh, Does this wait, mean buddy. Skeletron has to make a 12-inch wolf trooper? Ooh, Ooh, go for it. I like that idea. Yeah, we'll do a little John Hardy barbecue. <laughs> That's right, John Hardy's barbecue. That's where we meet. It's awesome. Rochester's finest. We don't. Uh, we we're not getting anything for that. That is not a paid advertisement, no. but it's good barbecue, no. so it gets it on the screen. <laughs> Two thumbs up, piracy. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Uh, uh, two-time All-Pro quarterback Steve Young asked, "Did I miss the video of Mike being mauled by the feline brute?" Uh, no, no, you have not. That is probably coming later. Probably later. Anyways, next up. New Jersey Collector Cons on March 2 and the 3. Uh, that is in, of course, Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the Scenic Holiday Inn. Uh, parking is free, of course. Uh, admission and info can be found at histank.com or at their Facebook page, uh, NJCC. Uh, their guests include our, our good friend Carson Metaxas and many, many more. Again, get all the information at histank.com or at the New Jersey Collectors Con Facebook page. Fun fact, that picture was taken in two seconds before his arms buckled under the weight of that heavy book. <laughs> right, right. This, this, Car- Carson's been in a back brace since they, they <laughs> took this picture. Because that book is is in, insanely heavy. Uh, cheapest Big Spender wants to know, is it weird to cosplay as barbecue to eat barbecue? Asking for I'd, a friend. I'd be impressed, actually. Yeah. Right? The rubber right? suit I mean, anytime- stops the stains. <laughs> Right, and and the um, the uh, the the face mask keeps you from going overboard. There's only so much pulled pork you can get in through the eye. That's right. You have to uh, save some for the viper. Yeah. Some yeah, Diana remembering about Bullet Man. That was that was uh. At, which show was that? I can't even remember which town that was in. Was that San Francisco? Fairfield. Fairfield. Wow. That uh, was that Colorado? No. No. I. You know, it's funny when you go to as many crazy collection or go to as many crazy conventions. It's like they you do you forget yeah they start. That's <laughs> that's a good thing. 
I guess we're getting old. Right, right. It, it's just it, she she found the uh, she found the the question San Francisco. She says, but it was fair. So there you go. Um, yeah, there you go. But she did found the the correct question to to reduce the cast of what's on Joe Mind to doddering old dudes. So. Uh, I remember. Uh, it was oh uh, seven, I think. Back when I played with toys. San Francisco, did you drive or did you flew? Ace, how many how many Joe Cons did you make it to? I made a of Brian's Brian Savage's shows. I went yeah. to every one except for his first one, which was in San Jose. And then of the Mars shows, I went to the '94 Intrepid show, and I went to the '96 Space Show at Space Space City. Oh, wow. And I and the first show that I sold at was the Irvine show in 99. And I I sold pretty much at every show after that. Then when I retired from my my real job so to speak, I started going to uh doing all the other shows as well. I was doing like uh, Toylanta before that and then now I do Louisville and Dallas and and try to try to do all that stuff. Super fun. I do regret not going to the Irvine show. Because that was apparently the last time they were going to have a, a GI Joe con convention in Southern California, <laughs> didn't know it at the time. <laughs> right. And how would yeah. you get to Irvine, Phil? Um, I would take the ninety-one to the fifty-five to the five. <laughs> but the five will be jammed. The five is always yeah. jammed. <laughs> I, I, I actually in. got in, I got engaged at the uh, Irvine show. That was a oh, big wow. show for me. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, crazy, huh? And um, anyway, but uh, I really, uh, that was the first, I drove there from uh, Minneapolis to Irvine and that was super fun. I had a great time doing that. Did you take the 10 in? <laughs> uh, I think I did. It was a long drive. I remember that. That is a long way. I, I, I would go absolutely insane driving in a car that would one trip that long. I was by myself. I love it, man. I love driving to Atlanta. I love driving to shows. It's super fun. You put the book on tape on and just roll, man. I, I used to have a much, I really did. When I was younger, I, I was a real road warrior. I, I went to college about six hours from here. And so I got conditioned to it. But it just, as as I get into my early 40s, I, I just, it started to go away. Like my, my patience for driving is just, has withered over the years. Yeah, Mike, we need the comment by Sean Russell put up. Yeah, I'm not on that page. Um, do not cosplay Marauders Barbecue in front of the honcho. He will unsuccessfully try to sell you for months. Well, maybe. And he'll sign you. He will sign you. Uh, Jake Rose notes, uh, engaged. Way to, select, way to set the collector's expectation. Well, here's the reason why. I mean, you think about it. If you indoctrinate her into the toy thing and you go, look, I'm hanging out at this toy show. Look, this is what I'm doing. And if you know what that's all about, then she's like, okay, see you later. Have fun. And you associate that with a happy memory. <laughs> oh, it was. It's great. It's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was the night we went to Knott's Berry Farm. That is uh, that also may be the last time that that something like that happened to anyone at a toy convention. Oh dear. Anyways, <laughs> next up, hey, awesome cons happening on March eighth to tenth. 
our good friend Joe Colton is there as an official guest. Uh, of course, she's shown here in promotional shots, not in a G.I. Joe costume, but whatever. We're happy for her all the same. Uh, that's at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. I-, I don't know if he's the Washington they named the, si- the town after. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> other guests include Arthur Adams, Hayden Christensen, Rosario Dawson, Tom Kennedy, Jeff Loeb, Michael Rosenbaum, um, Tom Welling, Mignaw Wynn, the Ritzlock, West Whitlock, and many, many more. Tickets and information are available for you at awesome dash con.com so really it, this is one of the bigger ones you're gonna have to pay to get in and for for autographs on the big guns and stuff like that but joe colton will be there as an official guest so if you're going to washington if you're going to awesome con in washington uh, you better stop by and say hey otherwise she'll find you and she'll punch you that's awesome she has or, government resources <laughs> or, will. or she will she will drop f bombs at you from across uh, empty empty lobbies, so they echo off the walls. F bombs of love. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we're still talking to her after all this time, so must be. I was on a podcast a, a while ago, and I was accused of saying too many f bombs. So I'm doing my absolute best to say no f bombs tonight. I mean, you don't have to go with none. But... Sporadic f bombs. Well, <laughs> apparently, I was a little out of control. So. I mean, cur- cursing is fucking funny, Ace. Let's just let's not beat around the bush here. I Much agree. like the PG thirteen rating, there is an acceptable level of f bombs we take. I, I agree, and it's like I was just making a point, you know, and I got passionate about what I was talking about. And passion is good, right? The swear jar. If Dustin, if I had to pay for a swear jar, I would be broke. That's all I'm going to say. That's why we have a swear jar there. That is why we don't have a swear jar, because I don't believe in those things. Well, the, uh, that. The, the the collection of what's on Joe Mind coffee backers are the swear jar ears. <laughs> swear so, jar ears, that's good. Because uh, in, in uh, previous times, when Joe Colton was on every week, um, she would just start off the show cursing enough and I'd have to I'd have to shake a jar of change to remind her that she owed for the change change jar and um, and so that's we decided that that was what our our backers were going to be called because they were paying Joe Colton's way out of the swear jar that's why she's not on anymore by the way it's, it's not no. the pregnancy thing it's just you can't afford it <laughs> not the baby uh, torpedo my gas our throat punch is free Throat punches are entirely too free. Yeah. Very often free. she's paid to not throat punch. Right. Right. The old, the old throat punch. Uh, Payne's Toy Sample says, evening all. Well, evening, Payne's Toy Samples. So again, if you're anywhere close to Washington, D.C., get yourself to AwesomeCon. Visit with Joe Colton. Say hey. Reminder that she's on a G.I. Joe podcast. <laughs> And for the record, I'd be saying this if she was here. So <laughs> yes, you would. Before anybody gets all upset, I I would be doing this if she was here. Really, you'd be worse. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. I mean, I've probably, seen that. There would be more swearing. Yeah, I'm doing my best not to get anywhere near anyone's cursing record. <laughs> Although I wish if Joe was here, I would probably be cursing a little bit more because you know like one gets the gets the flow going right so wow i'm impressed with how many things are going on here 
right? We, hey, man, we we put it out for uh, its community calendar. The people out there, they let me know. Uh, so if they've got something for the calendar, we put it on the calendar. If we I start getting it. to a point where there's too many things for the calendar, it'll be its own show. But uh, March 9th and 10th at the Kerr Scott Building in Rolla, North Carolina. That is Toys, Pokemon, Comics, and Hot Wheels all going on uh, from the folks at Inside Pitch Promotions. Saturday is from 9 to 4, Sunday from 10 to 4. $5 for one day or 8 bucks for the whole weekend. It's a bargain at twice the price. Free parking at all shows. Uh, you want to find out the rest of the Inside Pitch calendar, they're at InsidePitchPromo.com. I got, uh, I got a letter earlier today. I didn't have enough time to get it into this week. Uh, but uh, we got some pictures from an from the the last inside pitch show uh, from from Michael Gene Fleming. So next time we do post sock, we'll have those pictures to show off to everybody. Uh, Matt Rubin asks, "Are we accepting things for April yet? If so, there shall be emails. We're, we'll take things whenever, man. I got a calendar. If you send me something for April, it might not show up for a couple of weeks." But I'll, I'll certainly take whatever you want to send along. Again, that uh, that email, uh, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com, gets nice. it done. Yeah, anything you want to send to us, whether it's a community calendar updates or or you got uh, you got letters for the, the mail call or you, you got just customs you want to show off, anything. We'll put anything on here. We're a community show. What's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. Didn't think I'd have that one prepared, did you, Ace? No, I'm impressed with that one. <laughs> Not Quality his first marketing. rodeo. No, I like that. <laughs> uh, cheapest big spender says the free parking for this is in Mayberry. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Don't go There's to the valet off. parking named Otis. You know, uh, it's a bad way to bad way to lose a fender. Oh, uh, Diana notes, uh, we had a not speaking Spanish in class jar every time my Spanish in, in my high school Spanish class, um, Senora yeah. Bazan made us put money in every time we slipped, promising a pizza party when it was full, ensuring our failure, uh, failure at speaking Spanish or failure at obtaining a pizza party. I'm, I'm unclear. I would assume the speaking Spanish part. Yeah. And I want to know how many pizzas did you get? Right. It's yeah. a school pizza, so it's one slice about that wide. Pepper, one pepperoni, one cheese. It's that rectangle that everybody gets all reminiscent Square about. Coated in a thick layer of orange grease. Right. Ugh. Good stuff. Good stuff. The crust is 100% recycled cardboard. Right, you can roll it up into a nice pizza roll. <laughs> Love it. Oh, and of course, Toy Man happened in the same weekend. That's out in my old stomping grounds in St. Louis, out by the airport in Bridgeton, Missouri. That's two stories of toy dealers in the Machinist Hall on March 10th from 9 to 2. $5 gets you in the door, $15 gets you for early bird for an hour earlier. Parking is free and plentiful. And, of course, Dave Draper hugs are priceless. 
Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta touch base with Dave. I gotta make sure he's going to this one so we can actually have people collect and take pictures. <laughs> all all last winter I was telling people, hey, find Dave Draper for a zero percent discount. And Dave wasn't going. Dave wasn't there. That was the ultimate con. <laughs> I guess I'm looking I, all over. <laughs> he's very good at hiding. I've, I'm turning him into a low-level celebrity, and he's not even at the show. I'm 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 pimping him out to me. Uh, all right. <laughs> but uh, again, you can't you can't miss with Toy Man. You're anywhere close to St. Louis. Get yourself to Toy Man. It is a, a great show. They do it eight times a year now. Really? Um, two, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it, the Machinist Hall is a big building, two stories. They fill them both with toy dealers, artists, uh, craftspeople, all kinds of stuff. Uh, they got toys going back to the 30s and 40s, Ace. It would be, wow. uh, it's really something. If you're ever around St. Louis, do it on a Toy Man weekend. You can't miss him. He's got that huge drum. That's true. <laughs> There's well, usually there are usually some form of Ghostbusters vehicles parked out front. But Ace, cool. you're gonna say. Well, no, I just one of my really good friends spends a lot of time in St. Louis on business, and I'm sure he'll be there some Saturday. And I just I gotta tell him that I got a couple of friends that live there. I'm sure they know about it, so I'll have to right. ask him about well, it. Well, Toy Man is always Sunday. So so if they're looking on Saturday, it's not gonna happen. Well, that's okay. Sunday. Sunday from nine in. to two. He usually drives on Sunday, so I have him come in a day early, play with toys. There you go. And if Dave Draper hugs are priceless, wow. There you priceless. go. And he he seldomly charges for them. Wow. I can't say never, but seldom. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. I mean, Dave's got to eat, right? That's fair. Yeah, uh, you know, we don't begrudge him. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cheapest big spender says eight times a year. Maybe they never leave. No, because I've been to the machinist hall when they weren't there, and it made me very sad. Very, very sad. Interesting. Love it. I need an. I need a. I need a building with enough toys to where it's a fire hazard. Damn it! And that's <laughs> I like what. That. That's what machinist hall. That's what the machinist hall toy man brings me. I'll not have this empty machine assault business. Was it full of machinists? No, but it was full of portraits of old machinists. Even wow. better. Right. It's a like, common misconception that the machinist hall is full of machinists. It was actually made from machinists. Right. Like I I've they they have painted portraits of whoever the president of the machinists union was in the 1880s up in the machine assault. Um, all the way, all the way through the the sixties and seventies. So, so, yeah, some guy, and some that, guy in a leather apron and a handlebar mustache getting beaten on by the Pinkertons. That's right. <laughs> it's, and now they I'll teach you to strike. St. Louis is an old town, it, and, and it sometimes it's got you run into that really old town stuff, and it's always always enjoyable when you do. Uh, Diana says, uh, sort of like the entrance to the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why the Ghostbusters chapter is so active there, too. <laughs> that makes sense. Got to quiet right. that ominous organ music. Uh, keeps coming up. 
just make the elevator work right. And that's it for community calendar. That's all we got. Okay, that, now now wait a minute. Now are you do you we should there's two more big shows in March you gotta talk about, dude. Okay. I mean we'll do what, are you ready? Problem. Ready? Toy Lana. Toy Lana's coming up. That's coming up at the end. I believe it's the twenty uh, second of twenty uh, second, twenty third, twenty fourth of I March. Gonna, I was going to add it next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zini is the week after that. Are you going to add that one too? That one I didn't know about. No. The Great Ohio Toy Show is, I believe, oh, okay. the, yeah, the 29th, 30th, uh, or the thirtieth. I believe is is the day. Uh, um, I'm doing that for the first time this year, so oh, awesome. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Do you do you guys go to that one at all? I, I haven't been yet, and frankly, my my schedule makes it weird to like. I have to take a oh, whole I week off it. to get to get to any of these things, so it's it's a difficult get. But if there's one that I was going to try to get to, that that is one. So I can't say I'm in, but I won't say I'm out either. That's fair. You never know. But um, he's standing in the entrance door. Sorry, I got lost in the live <laughs> chat there. But um, wow. but yeah, that's it for community calendar. I do I do have the slides for them ready. I just figured it, like any more than a month on some of this stuff. I just I it's too long. I can't talk about this stuff week after week after week. I I'm not it. that creative. I can't make fun of Phil that much in that context. I just Except feel bad for the context of, you know, the Kentuckiana, you know, GI Joe show. Right. <laughs> KY Joe show. <laughs> KYGIJoe.com. It's slippery. Um, Slide yeah. on in. Slide on in, baby. That's a great show. Phil, you Fantastic. should get out of California and come on out sometime. We'd love to have a, you. It was a great show. I dare say that was one of the better Joe rooms I have been in full stop. I agree, man, and that's what's so great about that show and the summer show is it's like it's I think it's kind of you know much like much like Joe Fest is for the for the three and three quarter. I mean, the thing I like about the Louisville show it does have both. It really does have yeah. um, twelve inch stuff and three and three quarter stuff, kind of along the lines the way that the, the bigger Joe Lantas were back a, f- a few years ago before they kind of went to Toyland. You know, um, right. I. I think Steve Stovall does puts on an amazing show. I think this summer they're going to have a fantastic uh, 60th anniversary show with, um, you know, having Daryl DePriest give a talk. And I know they're talking about having several people give discussions and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be really an exciting event and I'm looking forward to it. Well, if they're so, looking for, if they're looking for panels, we know a team full of Schlemiels will be happy to get up and goof off for an hour. But do you know any Schlemazels? A couple. Okay, he's on yeah, vacation. I, I'm well. If, if I'm if I'm agreeing with Jake Rose, I, I assume he's saying he has nothing bad to say about it. No, condom, yeah, I assume he's talking about the Louisville show. So I will say there's nothing bad about it. No, I. I, I mean, <laughs> no, shit, he's make, he's making a condom joke about uh, KYPI Joe. Uh, no condemnation. Yeah, oh man, I'm <laughs> slow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> bump. Sorry, it took me a minute to get, like, to get over there. It like went over my head, you know. I was like a little slow today. <laughs> Jake, that was clever. I wasn't. 
Oh, uh, Zaybot says, I need to check out a Kentucky Joe show. I only live an hour from Louisville. Oh, you have to. Absolutely. I mean, as much as we plug that show, you needed to be there. Especially with with all with uh, Brian and myself in attendance, no less. In attendance, yeah. yeah I, I mean, really, it's a great show. It's and if it's only an hour away, there's no reason not to go. And the parking's the, free, from what I understand. The parking is, be- in fact, free. Yeah. as it is with all great shows. <laughs> it's a big perk around here. It's free parking. <laughs> Oh, Ace! There's so many running jokes on this program. We, I, it, <laughs> we'd, we'd have to set aside a whole episode just to get you caught up on those. That's right. <laughs> See, everything's going over my head, but that's oh, all right. Hey, I'll take it. Hey, get get ready for. Speaking of going over your head, that's it for community calendar. Community calendar. Community calendar. Community calendar. Dude, that's art. That was art. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Community calendar brought to you by Roma Collectibles, the official traveling vintage Roy t- toy retailer. Of what's on Joe Mind. You can see the store hours there for Roma Collectibles. The Toy Store. They're closed Monday and Tuesday, but they are open Wednesday through Saturday, 12 to 7. Sunday, 12 to 5 in Springfield, Ohio. Always buying. Always selling. Uh, do not let them bite you. Just no biting. They will try. Please. You can see all the, the bared teeth from both, from both Aaron and... And Mary Mercenary there. Do not let them approach you with bared teeth. That is, get the squirt bottle out and just... That's how they get employees for the store. Right. You don't... Unless you want to work there. <laughs> they're, they're really nice people. They're wonderful. Yes, they, are. they are nice people. That's, that's, that's why I, I put them in a banner and say, don't let them bite you. <laughs> I think, at the next show, they'll be go. Mike, why are people worried about us biting them? They they do watch the show, Rob. So I think they they're aware <laughs> of when it when it comes. I think it's when people come to them with spray bottles. That's when you got to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Start treating them like disobedient cats. That's right. <laughs> Get off the counter. Which is some sometimes something you you have to scream at them. But speaking of cats. Wow. That's more art. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Phil on that one. <laughs> it's time for the news. All right. Rob, are you ready? Because uh, I don't I have ready. a here to make noises. So. Uh, 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 okay. All right. 
Do you need to do any any vocal exercises? You know. No, I'm good. Like the uh, the the Duncan uh, Munchkin spear, anything like that. No, nah, I don't do the acting exercises anymore. Right. That's good. We can tell. <laughs> First news item. Hey, this is what we were talking about pre-show with Ace. Uh, remember, pre-show is the best show, and you don't get to see it. But uh, Thursday the 29th, that's only nine days from now. Uh, looks like uh, Entertainment Earth is hinting at some kind of reveal, some kind of pre-orders being made available for G.I. Joe Classified. They got this stuff going up all month long, and, and God only knows uh, if any of it's connected to G.I. Joe or not. We're pretty confident this one is classified from the wording that's in there. Uh, we'd love to give you a clue about what's being launched on Leap Day, but we're told that it is classified. Wink, wink. You should sign up for a reminder so you'll be first to know uh, what these are as soon as they go up for sale. So you can go over to Drop Zone in on the Entertainment Earth website and set yourself a reminder for what will most likely be G.I. Joe goodies on pre-order. Phil, what do you think we're going to see? Oh, I am hoping for uh, some new sculpts. Uh, maybe <laughs> some Mad Marauders <laughs> announcements. <laughs> Is that, that what you want? You want confirmation for those sightings from two weeks ago? Uh, you know, the mo the sooner they make them official, the sooner we can at least acknowledge that they exist <laughs> and and move on with our lives. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Fair enough. You just, Phil just Phil's only in this hobby for the closure. That's right. It's it's all uh, emotionally strenuous. <laughs> I'm gonna hope for the best and hope it's Bullet Man, but I don't there think my odds are good. No, I, I would, I would, uh, I would say that the that was low. I don't want to say zero, but certainly zero. Low. There may be an action pilot or, or action marine for all we know. It's they something. wouldn't do. They wouldn't do something like that. They they, they have. They they have uh, put up pre orders. We've already seen the action soldier and action sailor. So. Action sailors in some people's hands already. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure action marine and action pilot are coming. In the classified series, so. And now are in these the, at the in stores. In the spirit there? of the original Joes, yeah. At the store. Phil, are those class? Are are those? They're all pre-ordered. Or... Um, I want to say they'd be at stores, but they'd be at the deluxe point, so you might not see them everywhere. Um, I know it's Entertainment Earth. I think is the one that shipped already. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Any you can check that out, uh, Ace, at any of your your good uh, toy retailers online. Um, I don't know if they're going to be in general retail or not, but I um, forget. Yeah, it, I'd have to go back and and watch our own news segment on it. I can't keep track of this stuff. I That's can't fair. keep track of it. I they they put up pre orders and I I I click and I I order and then I forget things. Then they show up. Then they eventually show up. Eventually. Although that's been uh, far less of a wait time in the last six months than it had been before. That's for sure. Um, anyways. Next news item. Do, 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 do. 
Hey, coming up. Oh, I accidentally clicked on a mid-conversation there. Okay. But um, more news as it happens by David Gillis and Brian Hickey. That is ending soon. This is going to be the last time you catch it on our show. Uh, this is on Kickstarter right now. This is a collection of, uh, of photographs from, from Dave Gillis uh, with his collection. A lot of custom work being done in these photos. You can see uh, that cool light blue Wolverine whirlwind combo down there in the bottom right. That's that's pretty neat stuff. That is but, uh, it's cool. You got a whole book of this from from Brian, from our friend Brian Hickey and David Gillis. Uh, Phil, we'll toss to you as our our junior Kickstarter correspondent. Where is this at? Well, they're raising in British pounds, but Kickstarter automatically translates to dollars for me. So. Uh, we're at $10,451 out of $17,230 for the goal with 83 backers and 63 hours to go. So, yeah, this one's uh, getting a little, getting a little, getting a little tight. Yeah. So if you can help out on this one, by all means, please do so. Uh, you're running out of time to pledge. If you're on the fence about it, spread the word. Even if you're not going to pledge, uh, get the word out there so that other folks know that it's there and have the ability to do so. Uh, Randy Ashley wants to know, Ace, how you been? Wow, I haven't seen Randy in forever. Randy's my favorite train man from up north, man. Holy cow. Come down to Louisville sometime. We were just talking about the great Louisville toy show that uh, everyone should Pretend like is Joe Con. Just pretend like Joe Con is in Louisville on uh, July twentieth, I believe it is, and um, that'd be fun. At the uh, oh, what's the name of that place? Shepherdsville. Shepherdsville. It's in Shepherdsville, uh, Kentucky, which is just south of Louisville. Right. Right. It was. Actually, uh, it... Go ahead, Ace. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I actually left my battery, a charger there, so I'm hoping it's there when I come back So, uh, <laughs> my for my drill. wouldn't uh, hold my breath, but... Uh, uh, you know, I've already uh, called them. I've called them twice, you know. They haven't returned my call. No, I, I don't... Uh, <laughs> I don't see that one working out for you. But um, the good old country inn and suites there at the... Uh, right next to the convention center it was good, good stuff. Yeah, it's cool. They have the the sleep in is in one side of the parking lot, and the country inn and suites is the other side of the parking lot, and the convention center is right there in the middle. And uh, it's great, and it's free parking, um, and there's all kinds of food right around there too, which is actually pretty cool. And it's great fun to hang out and just see everybody visit. Yeah, I, I was I was really uh, I was impressed. I was not expecting to be impressed by by that weekend and how everything was set up but man they, they got a good spot there they do they actually it was kind of cool they had uh, this at winterfest they had uh, two icons of royalty from a 12 inch gi joe collected they had james d simone and daryl the priest in the same room so that was mm. uh pretty fun because we had the two great authors of two great collecting books and that was super fun I uh I got to have dinner with James D. Simone that night on a Saturday with uh with awesome. Brian Lower, our, our good friend from uh uh HCC seven eight eight. Um I held the camera for his interview with James D. Simone. Awesome. Um so and it was funny because like James would would uh would pose questions back to Brian and then look at both of us back and forth like he's expecting me to say something. I'm just like <laughs> 
I'm, I'm on the other side of the camera going. You're the fly on the wall documentary style. <laughs> just, just arm on the table, just rock steady, just looking. Yeah. You know, but whatever. It was fun. He's a cool guy. We have stories to tell of, of that uh, that particular night. So maybe yeah. for another time. Well, it was great to have. I mean, it's funny, you know, you talk about shows and getting together and, and, and interacting with people. And that's the kind of the great thing about it. It was so great to have James there because I hadn't seen him in years. And, you know, he'd been going through some health issues and his wife's health and all that stuff. And we all go right. through these kind of transitions and stuff like that. But it's still nice just to kind of come back and see your old pals and, and hang out like old times. And gosh, you know, so I'm just trying to twist Randy's arm to come down to Louisville. So I hope to see you this summer. Uh, where where is uh, where where's Randy normally hanging out? He's normally in Canada, man. It's like he's what? afraid to come south of the border. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Jesus. I get whatever. <laughs> Customs might not let him through. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> but anyways, back to the point. Uh, David and Brian's book could really use your help. So again, if you're going to pledge, if you're on the fence. Now is the time to get off of the fence and pledge. If you're not going to pledge, please help us out by spreading the word anyway. Uh, get it out to all of your Joe circles, uh, be that on, on Facebook or Discord or what have you. Uh, wherever, Whatever you do to, to socialize uh, in the your G.I. Joe and Action Force collective circles there, uh, make sure that they know about this project and, and let's do our best to get the word out in these last few days as best we can. Yeah, you really got to admire the art and the just the, the the whole amount of work that they've put into this whole thing. My God, it looks impressive for what they've got already just for this, just to get the Kickstarter going. So right. I and, wish and, them all the luck. And uh, Brian's got that track record of, of putting out great books. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to, he's put out the two Action Force books with with Patty uh, that we, you know, everybody's got those in hand and, and those they, they have won uh, much acclaim. Uh, his book uh, with Bob Brecken is on its way in the next month. And I'm sure that's going to be a, a great one as well. So you're not going to be disappointed anytime you pledge a Brian Hickey project. Uh, he's that good with a camera. So, uh, so really if, if you're even thinking about it, I would say, and you got the money, of course, go for it, please. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's make this happen. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Hey, look, it's another oh. Kickstarter. Uh, the History of G.I. Joe number 21, an after-action report book, is uh, marching onward. Uh, Racktime Rob, as our senior Kickstarter correspondent, where does this one sit right now? Okay, this one is currently sitting at $7,447 on a goal of $8,000 with 16 days to go. All so right. It is so almost there. Pretty, pretty much in the bag, provided we don't have... Uh, a mass exodus of of people denying pledges, but uh, it's been a, a nice and steady climb on this one. Should make it in the next couple of days, no problem. Uh, but that that too um, goes until March eighth, so don't lose track of it. We'll certainly remind you the rest of the way. Uh, but let's go ahead and get this one sewn up. And and uh, again, there's there's options there if you've missed some of the other after action report books. Uh, there's options there for you to to get copies of them as well as your copy of history of G.I. Joe 21. Um, just a, a wealth of information being collected by Josh and Roger uh, about one of the most uh, important comic books of all time. 
of all time. <laughs> no, no hyperbole. One of the one of the most important of all time. Rack time, Rob. If you made your pledge, no, I haven't yet. Come on, man. I know. I got to get in a. Oh. Maybe after I do my taxes this weekend. See oh. how it's, it's like forty bucks. Come on, man. You got forty bucks. I want to shout out Josiah said that he got the Bob Breckett book today. I, I got the Bob Breckett book. It is it is awesome. And I just if if it's it's just what a great guy and what a great story. And I I, I think that's just a wealth of information that I need to know more about. And so it's just great to have that book out there. That's uh no Bob is fantastic. Have you ever met Bob? Ace? Yeah, I, well I, it's funny you ask if I if I met him, um well I've done like something like this before where I've talked on the phone with him and um because of a, a mutual I have a mutual friend a, a guy that knows him well and who's put me on the phone with him and just to learn things and to hear him talk and to hear him tell stories about you know 12 inch action man was was quite thrilling this was a great evening I've I've always wished that he was able to come to one of the toy shows over here in the United States but I also understand why he's not and um you know, I'm hoping that I, I don't know. I was talking to the guys in England. Are they going to do something for the 60th anniversary? You know, I think that's in a couple of years from now. Um, and um, I'm hoping that they are and I'm hoping I'll be there and hopefully he'll be able to be there. So maybe that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, Bob does show up every so often at shows over that way. I know our, our pal Dave uh, runs a number of shows and he's managed to get Bob out a few times. Yeah. I got to, yeah. I got to meet him at, for a rollout roll call several years ago. Oh, and great. He, he is, he is awesome. Just absolutely. One of the, the, the yeah. Titans of not, not just of the business, but just, just a good guy. I mean, yeah. And loves toys, you know? Yeah. That's the other thing too. Like there it, it's, um, I know it's cliche to say that, um, you have to have a some little kid in you in order to be a, a, a quality toy maker. But man, Bob Brecken is he's he's got that in spades. It's, a, it's just uh just absolutely wonderful dude. Yeah. Wow, that must have been me to see it funded. I I, I he was live on Toy Connection when the, when it was funded, so you could tell it meant a lot to him. And yeah, again, it's just what a great guy. And, you know, it's that's the thing about toy collecting. Again, you know, you, you, the people that show up, you know, it's like one of these toy shows, the people that show up, they, it's just great to get to know them because they have that that similar thing in common with each one of us. And I mean, we're all nerds in the same way, man. I don't know if you guys Absolutely. got to know. Do you know Greg Autour? I don't know if you know him, but he was at he was in Louisville and he lives in Ohio and he's a toy designer that worked a lot on the. Uh, on the 12 inch line at the end of the run, kind of the early late nineties and early two thousands. And he's just a, he's just a toy collector too. He's just a kid like the rest of us. And he's become a great friend and just a wonderful, wonderful guy with amazing stories about designing and coming up with ideas and how they come up with that creative process. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I got to meet him. It was the last coil con that we did. He came yeah, out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I got to meet him there. I didn't I didn't see him this past this past winter. I missed him this winter. Uh but I, I did get to chat with him a little bit. I I felt I feel bad because we had preliminary discussions to get him on our program and then things kind of fell apart for a little while there. Well, uh, if you for, need to get a hold of him, I will give you his information. He loves to talk about this stuff. I'll tell you he's doing something that's really cool. I'll just tell you really briefly. I don't know if you guys know. Are you guys familiar with 
the ghost army of uh, the D-Day invasion. Does this sound familiar to you guys at all? Basically, is that the, uh, is that the, the, the phony the phony army they had under the yes, yes. yes. The inflatable the tanks. <laughs> and, and so what what Greg is doing right now is making a inflatable tank that's twelve inches that that will go with your GI <laughs> Joe, and awesome. uh, it's Ghost Army. And he was actually I don't know what Mike if you saw it when you were walking into uh, the yep. Louisville show. He had it all set up there. That's where he was. He was kind of hanging out with that. So. Um, I uh, I strongly support him and what he's doing and all that stuff. So uh, I love the fact that uh, he's able to get this this project off the ground. And so if anybody's into Ghost Army, and you know, there's history in that, and it's fun to talk about that and learn about things, and that's kind of exciting. Anything that made the Germans look bad in World War II, we're on board with. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Cool. We're just we're in. Very we're cool. In. They're still waiting for Patton to make that cross. He's coming again. That's right. I know it's coming right here. I just Next did dude. the I just did the Band of Brothers trip. Uh, I, I did the tour where you go through uh, through Normandy and then we oh, wow. go through. It was with I did it with my dad and I and a couple of Joe buddies uh, actually, ironically, and uh, we had just a fabulous time. And if anybody, if you ever get the chance to to do it i i couldn't i couldn't highly recommend it enough i also did a south pacific trip a couple of years ago a world war ii south pacific trip that was amazing and i took my joe and took photographs and uh, made postcards so if you ever at a show if you're ever at a show that i'm at come up to me and say hey show me your postcards and i'll really i'll really bore you to tears while showing you uh world war ii sites with gi joes in them it's got a full slide projector right no, there. No, dude. No, Many dude. I have printed, printed postcards. Not kidding. <laughs> nice. Really G.I. Joe on the top of Iwo Jima. Come on, dude. Think about that. Cool stuff. Next time you're at the show, come up and say, hey, show me the postcards. I'll say. Right, every every time I went past your table, you were you were busy. Like You had a crowd, yakking. man. I was yakking. Well, that's, you know. <laughs> it's part of the thing right that, that's the whole deal isn't it that's right power here next news item do, 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 do. all right we got comics coming out comics tomorrow my local comic shop called me right 10 minutes before the show came on leaving messages saying buy your books or we'll cancel your pull list again Oof. anyways Cobra Commander 2 is uh, tomorrow. Uh, written by Joshua Williamson. Uh, pencils by Andrea Molina. Annalisa Leone. Uh, it is rated buzzworthy. You get it? Because buzzer's on the cover. <laughs> you got the wrong date there. I do have the wrong date there. But it is it is due out tomorrow. Uh, so be sure to check, stop by your local store and, uh, and pick that one up. It's I think got Real to, American Heroes tomorrow too, isn't it? I maybe I don't know what not wasn't on the thing, but that doesn't mean it's not coming out. I figure if, if Real American Hero was coming out tomorrow, Diana would have let us know by now. But anyways, um, we get to get the uh, the next chapter in Cobra Commander's story. Uh, it's kind of the book that everybody's talking about because of the controversial inclusion of the folks from Cobra Law. Uh, Phil, you weren't you weren't on last episode. Uh, what's up with that, man? What do you what do you how do you feel? Um, 
I feel like I have all these issues, but I have yet to dive into them yet, so I have no opinion on the matter. Did we just spoil it for you, Phil? No, I, I've been seeing all the new stuff anyway. All right. And I'm not a right. big I... spoiler uh, avoidant guy anyway, so. I was about to, we gave you like a month, so I don't feel bad in the least. Ace, you been buying the comics or no? I I I don't I don't understand comics. I love them. I think they're super cool. But I, it's you know I, I wish I knew them. I wish I did. I I just I don't know. I don't un, I don't I'm I I don't understand the statement. I don't understand comics. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how to explain it, man. I I just I I never really read them as a kid, and I, and they just they never stuck with me. I mean, I I love them. I think they're cool. I love the artwork. I love the, in seeing them, but I just I haven't sat and watched, read a comic book in fifty years. Oh wow. I mean, I just, and I have nothing against them, man. I, I, I think they're super cool. I think they're great. I love looking at the artwork and I love learning about how that I didn't, I, I didn't realize until kind of recently that one dude drew them and one dude colored them. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It's like, that tells you how stupid I am. Oh, but and, I, and you, you know, they usually, uh, there's usually somebody else draw the words in the little boxes. And I figure that you know, like it's, I, I understand the the concept of you know storytelling and all that stuff and how they come up with that and spread it all out. But I just was like, you know, I just think it's fantastic. I it's it's a great artwork that again, it's beyond my pay grade. Ben Conway wants to know why does Ace? I don't comic? hate them. I, ben, Ben, I, I just said I love them. I just said I don't understand them. I'm ignorant. I, you know, oh, now we got to have ribs and talk about this thing, man. Oh my God, we have to have peace over ribs. Yeah, Real American Heroes on the list for tomorrow. All right, so I totally didn't make a slide for that, but yeah, Real American Hero 304. Yes, 304. Boom. And uh, and if you missed out on Cobra Commander number one, a second printing of that drops tomorrow. Yes, with I think four variant covers. Yeah. Thankfully, I did then, not miss out on that. I just have to open it. There's also, <laughs> I, I believe, three variant covers of this too. So, open you your know, comics, for, Phil. For for all of the uh, for all of the variant covers and and extra copies, these books are still selling like hotcakes. They're still selling out. So yeah. There's cool. your chance, Ace. All good. There's your chance to get in. Well, they're printing up more copies so you can read them. I, I I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I I I love it, but it's just I just never. <laughs> it's like drinking milk, man. I I never drank milk because I just you know I just never stuck, dude. You know. I'll see. Yeah, that's that's two ways you're at odds with Racktime Rob. Because no. he, of course, Racktime Rob is all about the comic books and drinks a gallon of milk a day. We'll see. Ooh, that's double uh, yeah. Devil dogs. Well, I, I got to tell you, I I think comic books are are super cool, and I love I, I yeah. love the I love the advertisements as much as I love the comics. You know, you, you I don't mean? have to justify anything. We're just giving you a hard time. Oh yeah, I know. Miracle by <laughs> never been. I would never have milk with my cereal, ever. I don't drink milk. It's awful. I have, a, I have a rule in my life. If it's white, I don't eat it. 
Phil just quietly going back to his comic books. Phil's yeah. done for today. Phil's done. I <laughs> bored the shit out of Phil. Sorry. He's he just, told me to open the comics. So I opened the Phil, comic. He, Phil, would you like me to tell you what they do with 13 X-Men? <laughs> but, uh, they write them out the next issue. That's right. <laughs> they kick six of them out the door. But uh, as you can see, Cobra Commander has a chainsaw in the face problem. And that's a problem that we all run into from time to time, I'm sure. But uh, see how funny. he get she see how he gets himself out of that by picking up Cobra Commander two tomorrow, uh, along with Real American Hero uh, three hundred four, which I thought was next week. I, I have to respond to Ben Conway asking me if I didn't like cartoons in the morning. I I loved I love you know Warner Brothers man. I got that. I could understand that. Simple. They yeah. got them all defensive. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, gonna, look, gonna... look, look at here. Hey, what am I what am I doing right here, pal? What that's on my what's on my glass? <laughs> Snidely whiplash. That's a cartoon. That's Saturday nice. morning cartoon. That's badass right there, isn't it? And I had I didn't I drank my I ate my cereal dry. The great the great Hans Conried. There you go. You just you just you just brought Rob back in with Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> you just brought him right back in. That's love. I, I love Rocky and Bowling. Fantastic cartoons. I, I'll tell you, man. This, you want to talk something that pissed my wife off is getting into these. These glasses are awesome. Hang on, let me get you. Let me get you in the big the big picture here. These these glasses, I have a whole bunch of, and they're cheap. You know, you can find them, and they're from the the seventies, and um, they're like ten bucks. They're Pepsi glasses, and they're just great for iced tea and and soda pop and all that kind of fun stuff. But you can—they got all kinds of like uh, Warner Brothers characters and uh, some of the Rocky and Bullwinkle types, and super fun. There was underdog. A, there was a, a, a. I was in a one of the shops in St. Louis when I lived there. Had a bunch of DC characters from that mm. time, and I know they've redone those a million times. Taco but Bell. you get now those are not ten dollars. Those those some of those DC comic ones they're. First of all, they're they're more like sixteen. They're more like beer glasses. They're like sixteen right. ounces, but those are like forty, fifty bucks, aren't they? I mean, I don't really know, but some of them at, are harder to find. At the time, they were not quite that high. Uh, yeah. I I didn't I I was not buying a whole lot of glassware at that point. So, um, but they were they were it was a number of different characters, and they all had Gil Kane art, which I thought was was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was a particular series that was done later or if it was something from back in the day or or whatever. But uh, I, I kind of kick myself every time I see I every every time I because I, Rob's got a couple of those pint glasses you were talking about just over yeah. in the, in the yeah. kitchen there. Well, those um, I got from the Warner Brothers store when they were in operation. Right. And um, I anytime I the rare occasions where I have a beer, I always make sure to take the flash pint glass and, and give awesome. it a spin. That's but, Carmine uh, Infantino. Yes, but um, anyways, long long story short, leading nowhere. But I always <laughs> I always kind of feel bad about leaving them on that shelf in that store in St. Louis that day. Yeah, another one will turn up. I'm sure somewhere down the line. Well, you'll break them. That's the thing about these damn glasses is you'll break them and you go, oh, I broke it." And it takes you six months to find another Snidely Whiplash that's not forty bucks; it's ten bucks. You know. But think of how happy that'll make your wife. That's right. So even that there, it's kind of a win. 
It's like, oh, you brought another one of those damn glasses in here. <laughs> it's kind of a win at that point, Ace. That's all I'm saying. That's right. It's not uh, you're not you're not losing. <laughs> Some days that's enough. <laughs> Next news item. In addition to those wonderful uh, two books that are coming out tomorrow, we got some Skybound bits. Uh, penciler Paul Pelletier will be handling art duties for G.I. Joe Real American Hero on issue 306, which has been solicited for May. Um, for everybody freaking out about the time between 305 and 306, I think there's a month that gets missed in there. Again, relax. Probably just Probably just delays. No big deal. Uh, a five-page preview of Real American Hero 304 has been posted at Skybound. I guess that's why I didn't see it being on sale. I don't know. And then, of course, the Cobra Commander second printing, also available tomorrow. So if you missed issue one, it's a good chance to just go and get them both. Get some nice alternative cover art. Uh, Charlie Garrison lets us know uh, there's a lot of DC glasses to Kokomo Toys. Damn you, Charlie Garrison! <laughs> Curse you! Every time he tries to keep get out, they keep dragging him back in. They keep pulling me back in. Mike's getting up early tomorrow and making the, the trek to Kokomo Toys. No. No. Uh, Jeff Butler says, I learned about Snidely Whiplash as a kid thanks to Dairy Queen having him as an antagonist. Uh, against the DQ kid. Okay. Makes sense. I, you know, I didn't grow up around Dairy Queen, so I didn't see any of those. Wow, you nothing. poor thing. Dairy yeah. Queen was not big on Long Island. No, we had Carvel. Yeah. Wow. We had uh, Carvel with, uh, you know, Cookie Puss narrated by Tom Carvel in his, in his uh, wholesome, gravelly voice. That's kind of cool. Like, there's a, there's a, Patton Oswalt bit about, you know, it's it, Tom Carvel saying it, it's not Father's Day unless you're throwing your shoulder at a joint trying to cut into a delicious Fuck ice cream egg. <laughs> so now, Phil, do they have Dairy Queens out in California? Uh, they do, um, but a lot of them have closed. <laughs> so. oh, that's disappointing. There's one within walking distance of us here. Wow, that's living. That's the Midwest for you, man. Can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Dairy Queen. That's right. That's a strange metaphor to throw there, but what the hell? Hey, in oh, some of the towns we drive through, and Dad, like Dairy Queen's their finest restaurant. Yeah, yeah, Dairy. It's uh, so you get up into the more rural parts of the state. You got some three and four star Dairy Queens up there. Anywho, <laughs> next news item. <laughs> Pardon me. We, we throw that out there right at the right time for Rob to die. Yeah. All right. And that uh, brings us to the end of the news. Not uh, so news fast. <laughs> Your favorite time is when they drop news during the show. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, what happened? Uh, well done. Oh, Phil. You know how to share. You sent us, Bill. You know how to share stuff, right? Here it is. <laughs> All right. All right. There we get get it in there. <laughs> so what are we looking at, Phil? A new three zero snake eyes. That is, let's see, is this going to hold on a second? 
We gotta Ah. Wah. Wah, wah. This is what happens okay. when you go up when you go off the rundown, Phil. This is what happens. So, yep, yep. So what is what is that snake eyes cost? Three hundred bucks? Two hundred bucks? Hundred bucks? There it's uh let's see. It is uh oh, wow. $159.99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based on the nineteen ninety one look. Uh, oh, jeez. 3-0 presents the latest addition eyes. to the G.I. Joe collection. Fig Zero 1-6 Commando Snake Eyes, inspired by Hasbro's heroic character from the iconic cartoon and toy series. Pre-order starts on the 28th of February at 10 a.m. Hong Kong time at 3-0 Store, 3-0 Tmall, and distribution partners worldwide. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's Rangers goalie Snake Eyes. So, like, tell me this, Phil. Are you going to buy that thing? Um, probably not. I already have a three zero snake eyes behind me <laughs> and I don't need, but how is it? How is this different than the, the one you have? Uh, well, the one I have is roughly based on snake eyes version two with the visor. Uh, it's an yeah. all black okay. uniform and uh strap across the torso. This guy has the, <laughs> yeah, the hockey mask <laughs> and, uh, the web gear with the blue vest. And about how much was that one when you bought it? How old is that one? How long has that that one been around? Um, two or three years old now. Yeah, they haven't been doing three zero for too long. And I don't think it was one sixty. Somewhere between. It was still three digits though. It was like one hundred and thirty bucks, probably, or something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, what, I All think, right. I think one thirty nine is where they, was, that they makes checked sense. in originally. Interesting. Okay, it's cool. Thanks for sharing. I like that stuff. But, uh, there you go. And that's the news. That's awesome. Finally. That photo. <laughs> uh, brought to you by the folks at the, the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast. Uh, again, they have lots of great news coming soon about Chonky Tank Kitty and the Mialler Tank and how that relates to Joe Fest and us being there and all that other cool stuff. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned uh, to that wonderful program and, and, of course, our wonderful program for more. Uh, we'll certainly let you know as more details become available. Let me find my, my news button to play us out on the end of the news. And be sure to stay with us. We got a, a quick message from our good friends and wonderful sponsors at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on! Go here. Got all kinds of fun video doodads to button around with. All right, come on. There we go. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is what we're looking at here. I guess I, I should put up the funny slide that I put up there first. Uh, but uh, there's the uh, welcome page to vintage3djoes.com. 
And there is our guest host, Ace Allgood, sitting in there. You're not going to find that one online because we did that here. And that is tonight's news. That is tonight's biggest news, so to speak. Oh, wow, uh, that's awesome. Our our friend Ace Allgood is taking over as the uh, the 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 head honcho of sorts uh, at Vintage3DJoes.com. Well, I want to first of all say a lot of things about Matt McKeeby, the guy. All right, so think about this. I don't know if anybody you guys know what Vintage 3D Joes is, but Carson, uh, we all know Carson has 3D Joes, right? Or uh, right. And um, and then Matt McKeeby had the idea for the 50th anniversary of GI Joe to do a, uh, a, a basically a website about the 12 inch GI Joes. And so, uh, you know, basically on his spare time, he did this whole great uh, identification web page um, for the 12 inch line of GI Joe. And it is vintage 3D Joes. And uh, it is truly an amazing uh, website. Well, you know, as we all do at certain points in our lives, things kind of change and things get different. And um, he decided that uh, he wanted to do something a little bit different. So he and I have been friends for a long time. And he came to me and said, hey, I'm interested in um, selling, um, getting rid of my collection, as well as uh, uh, selling off uh, vintage3djoes.com because I need someone else to kind of take the take the rain from me when i have a little you know that has a little bit more energy for it now now he's not quitting the collect you know quitting the hobby he's just kind of taking a step back and not having enough energy to to do it he's got some other things he's into he's an amazingly talented painter and model maker and uh, so he's kind of focusing on that and says hey i want to uh, pass the torch on to you ace and let you take over the uh, vintage 3d joe so um anyway that's the great news that I'm happy to share here on uh, what's on Joe mind. And I'm just thrilled if anybody guys have any ideas for it. I know um, Mike's not a big fan of the, uh, the wood grain background, but uh, I will also say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to spread the, the, the one sixth love of GI Joe. And I think that this is a, this is a great site. It's gonna, it's a great free site. And, um, it's not chock full of advertising or anything like that. And it's basically just about uh, trying to uh, get you to, to learn about one six GI Joe. So um, anyway, I really am excited about it. I'm really thrilled about it. And I'm, I'm just happy that, uh, that Matt and I were, uh, uh, that Matt and I were able to, to do this and, uh, and take this to the next, to the next level. So you know, um, again, it's a great identification site for all your one six scale stuff. And I know some of you guys aren't into that, but sometimes you come across that stuff and sometimes you're like, what in the be Jesus is this kind of stuff. And, you know, also, I would also say to you guys, if you ever do uh, find stuff that there's, there's a great way to, you know, and you have questions about it, feel free to email me and say, Hey, what is this? And, and what do I have here? And, and um, because I'm like you guys, I love talking about toys and I love talking about G.I. Joe. So um, I just really strongly encourage anyone that wants to learn more about one six scale stuff and um, to go to this and especially vintage stuff. I mean, we don't really have anything after 1976, but um, it's 64 to 76 U.S. stuff. And it's it's a great way to learn about it. And super fun. I'll go ahead. I'll scroll the the email that we have for you. That's on your business card. (laughs) 
Well, I will tell you this. Um, you know, again, I I'm a big sport. I'm a big fan of of how the hobby ties together. You know, I I, I may not be into comic books, but I'm into the whole GI Joe line. And I'm into the story. And I'm into the concept behind it, and I'm I really like how. G.I. Joe has kind of grown over the years and has kind of transitioned. And I love how someone like Philip has, you know, Phil's got 12 inch stuff and one six scale or, or three and three quarter inch stuff. So it's it's kind of fun to see that kind of a transition. And Phil and I have talked many times over the years about my love for 12 inch stuff and and all that. So, you know, again, I just love sharing about it and talking about it and trying to find one more person to, to fall in love with it like I have. And, and, and dare, I, dare I say, if you're curious about uh, the the 1-6 scale Joes, uh, this is a much um, this is a much less expensive way to get the <laughs> yeah. answers you're looking for as opposed to going out and buying a bunch of them. So, kind you know, of, that's that's really true. And I and I think that's kind of the, the genius of this of, of this site is that it's it's basic information and it's it's trying to educate and not try to take advantage of anybody and trying to really I will say this. I think I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great website or a lot of great Facebook pages that are out there that people are willing to to share information. But there's also some unscrupulous cats out there that'll kind of help you know take advantage of it and i just think from an information standpoint i think that vintage 3d joe's is just a great you know way to learn and again um i'm going to keep it free i'm going to keep it open source i'm going to try to modify it when um, i see fit and i'm going to try to add additional stuff to it as well and um because i think there's a whole um you know, there's a whole way to take it and there's just so much more information to get out there. And it's kind of funny. We've always, and then I know we're also, I'm also working with other guys about trying to create a database of even more modern 12 inch GI Joe, but that's a whole nother McGillow and a monkey that we have to address at another time. Good luck with that. That's <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Well, we, I mean, Phil and I actually, Phil and I, well, uh, talking about super Joe pre or post, um, Super Joe was post 76. Super Joe came out in 77, 78. And um, if Steve Stovall has, uh, um, you know, Super Joe's 3D Super Joe's.com, and um, he's got that site together and has a complete line of all that stuff. And that's run by Steve Stovall, who actually runs the Louisville show. So uh, the, the KY GI Joe show that we all love to uh, enjoy. Bringing it um, full circle. <laughs> exactly. Um, are you going to add the real life soldiers that they did in the late nineties, early, like Audie Murphy and Roy? Uh, you know, again, I think uh, Josiah. What what what? Ultimately, the goal is is to try to acquire all that information. That's something that Greg Autour actually was one of the designers and worked on a lot of those those figures. Yeah. And um, I. Yes, we are trying to compile that information. It's like Phil says, good luck with that. And um, but I will say this: you got someone like Greg Autour, you got someone like Daryl DePriest interested in it, and that's two guys that have um, a lot of information just between the two of them. So some of the guys that uh, like myself that just happen to have too much of that stuff in their closets, 
can um, help them kind of help piece together some of those crazy sets that were put together there at the end. There was a lot of product. I mean, we were talking uh, loosely at the very beginning of the show about classifieds and and how that uh, the, how they put out so much product that it kind of hurts our wallet. You know, that's part of my my complaint about the the ninety the two thousands and the the nineties stuff is there's almost so much product that we we lost a little track of it and it was hard to follow it and hard to chase it all. And, right. and, you know, I don't know. Is that a good thing? I, I don't know. I'm kind of a completist and I'd like to buy, you know, I like to buy a dozen things a year, not maybe, uh, you know, 65. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> or at least find a happy medium between those two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that keeps you kind of interested. I mean, there, I really will say that the great thing about the classified is, is it, it, it's made going back to the stores kind of fun because, you know, there was a period of time uh, from even, you know, I don't I didn't really get into the three and three quarter stuff to chase all those and all that stuff. But it's fun to see the different sets and to see what's out and where they go and all that stuff. And 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 that's something that that I certainly enjoyed in the 90s and the 2000s doing that with the 12 inch stuff. Now, it, it, we could direct to the site here uh, for folks yeah. who aren't as familiar with uh, the vintage uh, uh the vintage store. I mean, vintage is such a generic label at this point, right? Cause we're, yeah. we're, we're predominantly three and three quarter inch guys here. Uh, so that's what we're used to calling vintage because there was the modern stuff that came after that. And now there's classified after that. So, right. To, but to bring it all the way back to the stuff that was the, the 12 inch Joe's um, it's broken down into three basic um, trees there. I was wondering if you could help shed some light on why, those are the way that they are. We've got military era, uh, which was starting in 1964. Then the 1969 collection kind of has its own breakout. And then we've got adventure team after that. So could you take us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's quite fascinating. And if you think about it from a cultural standpoint, it's very interesting. So you basically have your military era, which is your 64 to, to really 68. And, and, and what that was, was it was your, based on the Korean War uh, equipment, and they they put together these military sets that were based on the you know the army, the navy, the air force, and the marines, and um, that was during the heat of the well, that was really during the beginning of the Vietnam War. And what happens in 1968 is the Tet Offensive, and so therefore public opinion is starting to shift about the military and, and all that. And the Hasbro guys actually saw that. And had some foresight to see that we should shift some of our thinking to the mil to an adventure theme, where it is more of a less of a military thing and more of an adventure thing. And what 1969 really is is the transition between the military era and the adventure era. And so what they're doing is is they're using a lot of uh, items from the military era and putting an adventure theme theme on them before they're completely switched over in 1970. Now in 1970, they also added the fuzz headed, which is the, the lifelike hair, uh, which added the, you know, which is a, kind of funny in its own way. And uh, which is basically electrostatic flocking. And, um, and then they added uh, later in, I believe it was 1974, they added the Kung Fu grip hands, which is the rubber, you know, kind of hands, which are now all are, rotted off and destroyed because they don't right. uh, last up over time but um nothing good came know, out of the mid-70s ace nothing good 
<laughs> oh, Bullet Man did, guys. Come on. Um. Anyway, I mean, I, uh, I was I was saying that ironically as somebody born smack in the middle of the seventies, but okay. <laughs> right, dead smack in the middle. Um, and and you know the thing is is so. Uh, but anyway, I think it's kind of interesting to see from a and then the all the adventure team stuff, man. You're getting into yellows and oranges and bright blues and bright colors and that really hip and peaceful hippie kind of stuff, hippie kind of colors. And then you've got some, you know, um physically kind of challenging uh accessory sets that would probably not work past physics class but sure look cool you know like your rocket pack and your backpack with a car and all that kind of stuff that you know who would carry a car on a backpack i don't know but it sure made a great toy accessory set you know that's all Um, that matters that's all that matters they revisited that one about 89 so it it, i can't say the idea was dead (laughs) And we never you know, had an RV vehicle that doubled as a base. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a great thing too. Is they made they made some really amazing sets and vehicles and stuff like that. And the they just got a sand are, crawler. Yeah, they're really <laughs> cool, you know. And um, and I think that was kind of all. You know, they they obviously were taking a lot of items from their military era and just kind of refurbishing, recoloring them, and and tweaking them out. And then you know, like like anything, like you can see progression through the series you know, the quality of the manufacturer and, and all that from 1964 versus the quality of the manufacturer in 1975, certainly cheapened and cheapened and cheapened. And, you know, they're always trying to um, make it, you know, save a nickel as they could try to make a little bit more money, but right. you know, that's part of the fun and that's part of the challenge and part of the excitement, finding all the different stuff like that. Um, I I know that a lot of um, a lot of fans our age have called for the return of adventure team style themes mm-hmm. as as again as as gun culture kind of gets a little out of control here in the US um, as as a means to bring younger fans back into GI Joe or bring fans in at a younger age you know five six seven years old. Uh, like the like Transformers is able to do with with rescue bots and things like that. Um, you think that holds any water? I do. I I mean I got to tell you, there's something really exciting. I mean to me, I I I wish they would really do an adventure team of the classified. I mean I mean that would be so awesome, and that would give you that would that would bring in a whole new uh, era of kids. I think into it, and you know people to pay attention to it. But I also think that, you know, there's something to be said for hunting for tigers and chasing gorillas and, um, you know, going to see the big snake and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, I don't want to get political and I'm and I'm not a political guy because I love the military stuff. I love the, the historical perspective of all that kind right. of stuff. But I also I also believe in the creativity of G.I. Joe and I and I and I. I had a creative field in my life and I cannot speak to anything in my childhood that prepared me for creativity like G.I. Joe did because I was able to come up with whatever story I wanted to be. I don't care if I was going to be a military story today. I was going to go hunt tigers tomorrow. I was going to hunt gorillas or I was going to go attack the cat. You know what I mean? It it, <laughs> it 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 all was um, 
coming up with the whole story that I wanted to come up with. And I think that that was imperative in my, in my creativity. And I hope, and I want that creativity for children today. And I, and I, I don't, I don't care if it's this big or this big or this big. I just want kids to have the opportunity. And I think that the adventure team is a very nice soft landing place for, for some people that want to do for, for want to do that kind of a toy. Right. And bullet man. And bullet man. And I mean, bullet man. And, bullet and man, space you know. falls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I mean, let's talk about the, you know, the, the um, intruders. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of weird. It's a weird kind of a little bad guy, you know, but it's, it's a bad guy that's that we can't, you know, it's a little bit more neutral. I would assume we could describe it as. Yeah, yeah, he's I, just, I, he's an alien, you know, space, space alien. Yeah. I I have long said that if you're if you're, you know, tuning into GI Joe and all you're seeing is military drab, then you're missing at least oh. half the story. Um, oh, absolutely. It, it's a great backdrop for for what goes on. It, it, you oh. know, but it's it's really just it's a detail. It's a plot point. Um, right. Right. I mean, look at and and I and I go back to Palatoy and and go back to just look at the Space Rangers, man. The Space Rangers are so awesome, and it's it's twelve inch space guys, man. It's cool. It's fun. It's deep. It's just like it's it's, it's the precursor to it's the precursor to kind of yeah, Rom. You know, and it's like you can see how Cobra kind of you know can come out of that and all go to the next step and all yeah, anyway torak in south america <laughs> oh yeah and condor all that stuff i got one of those I, yeah that's great i love that listen that south american stuff that's a whole nother thing that's just amazing all that anything below the rio grande river of gi joe is pretty impressive i don't know if you guys get into the letty stuff from um there's a whole Letty line, and I think they did three and three quarter GI Joe as well too. So, I know they had some interesting looking Migos. Yeah, <laughs> everything's interesting, and I mean they do Star Wars, and they did. Uh, did they do? They did Letty three GI Joe, didn't the three and three quarter GI Joe? I believe, but they, they certainly. They, I don't think so. We had Glass Light, and. Uh, um, um, Tripping now. <laughs> I don't, anyway, but uh, I know the the twelve es inch Estrella Joe stuff. Yeah, that yeah, was Estrella. Right. I oh think yeah, Estrella's. I mean, I that's the that's Estrella's kind of the the pinnacle of the uh, south of the border stuff because their quality is so great. Anyway, then you get the India. I know the Indian GI Joe stuff, the three and three quarter GI Joe stuff. When I was in India in the nineties, I went looking for some factories. Like supposedly there were. You know, some warehouse full of three and three quarter GI Joe or somewhere, and I was out digging for that stuff for a few weeks. That was fun. They're still making them. They're just put yeah. out, Fun School just put out like a dozen new vamps. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now we know where all the all the molds are. Three new vamps and a Mobat of all things. They put out a, another tank. Hey, but, they're selling that stuff. I mean, and are they cool? I mean, they're fine. It's the they're, same. It's the racing Jeep just done in different colors. But like, yeah. they're really fully taking advantage of an off-road racing Jeep. 
because you can fill an entire racetrack with them now. With different colors, every variation. Yeah, exactly. Like space capsules from the 12-inch line. There's so many variations. Uh, it's funny. So, again, if, if you've got uh, questions, comments, concerns for Ace, we've got that email address going down below. That is ace at giace.com. And that um, works perfectly perfect. What else do we need to know about uh, your plans with Vintage3DJoes.com, Ace? Well, I just, again, I, I just want to help spread the word. And, and really, my, my, my main goal here is to uh, shout out the, the, the love for Matt McKeevy for really creating the entire site and, and all the work that he did. Because, again, I'm, as Phil and I know, it takes a lot to make these like identification websites. And um, oh, yeah. I, I certainly, uh, you know, I, I feel, I, I hope, I hope by talking to you guys about this, I can spur a little bit of interest in, um, in one six scale GI Joe. Again, it's not for everybody, but uh, you guys are going to come across it. And I am a, um, you know, it's like, it's like me coming across the, the three and three quarter stuff. I always have questions about it and I spend a little time searching and trying to find out identification and, and, and trying to understand the process and, and what it all is. It's a great genre of toys. And, um, you know, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's daddy to the little guy. So there's nothing wrong with having the little daddy around to, to show the little guys how everything works out. Right. There is a, again, there's no shortage, just the, the depth and breadth of that classic GI Joe line from the sixties and seventies is pe people don't give it enough credit. Like a, a lot of credit goes to GI Joe from the eighties, right. Mm -hmm. Um, in regards to, to just the sheer number of, of of things out there you got tanks and jeeps and planes and 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 what have you but um in in a lot of ways you know we're seeing it there on screen now that's that's a fire truck yes you know, sir that's, I, a, that's the crash crew from from 67 it's an amazing yeah. set isn't it i mean it's a lot just, of play value yeah you, you're getting into all kinds of uh both military and civilian type vehicles and and figures and 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 outfits and just like again the, the we we're 80s joe folks but the blueprints for what we love is all over that vintage line so even if you're not a collector uh by all means go over there and do you know just do some fun kind of homework and, and just learn about what came before uh it's a rich history in our hobby it doesn't it didn't start with us certainly um uh, and it's not going to end with us either uh so so by all means, uh, you know, we, we owe Ace a debt of gratitude for, for keeping that history alive for us. You know, one thing that I think is kind of funny, too, is like, you know, you're a little bit of a crossover. Everybody, everybody knows who Ron Rudad is. I mean, he's a great guy that shows up to shows and is just a very amazing, talented artist. Well, when he started, when he was a kid right out of school, got his first job at Hasbro, what was he doing? He was working on the very end of the 12-inch line. And he did the comic for... The, the Sea Wolf, you know, the submarine that came out in 76. If you look at the comic, the Sea Wolf comic, he signs all the stuff. It's signed at the bottom corner, Rudat. And, um, and there's also the uh, the big trapper vehicle that came out, one of those big yellow vehicles that the intruder was, was trapped into. Um, there's like these cardboard slits that went in there that have like, uh, you know, television monitors and all that kind of stuff drawn by. Ron Rudad. 
which, you know, it's kind of cool that he ended up being, you know, the guy, one of the one of the guys in the 80s with all of his artwork. Yeah. And what yeah. a talent, what a talented and humble man. So and, and a fan of the collectors, too. And you have to respect the toy line that literally invented the action figure space. <laughs> well, right. again, again, and if you want to, you know, you want to take it a step further, it started the Transformers. I mean, you know, GI 12 inch GI Joe is, is the Transformer daddy. And, you know, and we could go to a whole, you know, whole discussion about that, but, you know, and I'd be happy to show you that trans. I actually have one somewhere in the back of the thing over there, but the, the clear, you know, the first one, and it's, it's taken a GI Joe body to make the first transformer. And that's cool, man. I've said it before, but the Hasbro family tree bends inward. Ah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Phil getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Firefly is on saying uh, my awesome. first Joe is 1982. It was a complete uh, adventure team land adventure from a garage sale. I remember having it when I saw my first GI Joe comic commercial and didn't understand who the land adventure was. Hey, you heard us talking about it at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Rob and I had bullet man and had no idea what was going on there. So yeah, yeah we get you. And I'll, I'll just tell you guys in 1982, I was 15 and pissed off because the three and three quarter GI Joe didn't have yeah. the clothes. I was mad. <laughs> I was holding like, on. What, what is this crap? You know, we understood Card. that, that, uh, you know, these sweet bastards showed up and you couldn't play dress up anymore, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The helmet off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Advisor goes Wait. up and down. And they, that's when they were like doing this. Right. I mean, well, they had, arm, they had elbows, they had elbows, and elbows, and knees were in. They just didn't have the swivel arms yet. That was that was our kung fu grip, Ace. That was our That's right. That was our battle grip, baby. That's right. Your moment, moment of excitement. Yeah, I remember that articulation that. came from Mego, which got their articulation from Microman, which came from GI Joe. <laughs> doesn't that just make you say, "Why weren't you? Why didn't you look at the first one to begin with?" You know. <laughs> I mean, we could get in the argument too. I, I, why did they change it? I mean, why did they change it to begin with? I mean, why couldn't it have been a 12-inch figure throughout the whole thing? Because Star Wars well, changed the model. Uh, I know. I understand the that. The oil but, crisis but, of the 70s changed the model, really. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but, 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 but that gets in the way of the bean counters a little bit. Look at Barbie. Barbie did it. Why did Barbie? How, Barbie stayed the course. Because Barbie was five points of articulation until very recently. There's truth to that. There's I think, I think the, the more of it is is Star Wars because yeah yeah be, be Star Wars changed the play pattern because yeah. everybody who went who went to Star Wars not only did they want the characters they also wanted the spaceships you know and to do that at yeah. twelve you know or and even you know it, the previous big one was eight inches to do that at eight inch or twelve inch scale it's not no practical. One's buying it. Every yeah. every every vehicle's the flag at that point, you know. Yeah. And right. So I, I mean, to get you know your right. uh, to get your vehicles in, you had to you had to go smaller. Yeah. They, and they and said, well, you know, like Fisher Price and the Adventure People had kind of shown the way to get in there. Yeah. yeah Even they, Mico was going smaller. Any number of times that when they were designing that that uh, 
that first wave of Joes in, in 1981 for release in 82, they, they anticipated it being a vehicles line and the figures were just going to be generic army guys to, to man the vehicles. And, and then there was somewhere in there, a creative turn was taken. Thanks. Denny but, uh, yeah. I think right. yeah, when they went to Marvel and Marvel said, we can make a comic out of this, but we need characters to do it. You know, <laughs> well, the well, TV Tanner show <laughs> made a difference. The, the TV show was genius. And that, yeah. that really, that, and that eventually pissed him off, right? Or pissed off the somebody. <laughs> well, doesn't it always? Parents. It's television. That's what we do. Yeah, and then here we are trying to relive it. It was just kind of funny if you think about it. But um, so Asa, that was the end of the show. Here we're normally doing a segment called "What We Got In." Have you gotten anything cool lately? Anything yeah. you want to show off to the folks at home? Oh, uh, wow. That's a great one. Uh, well, well, we'll, we'll let you look for a second. We'll uh, honestly, man, I'll straight up tell you. I, 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 I bought Matt McKeevy's collection, the guy that did the thing. And it's like, how can I say, look at, look around, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah, man, I the whole deal. And, and I, all of it. Do you see yeah. this? All of no. it. I mean, again, it's like I'm upgrading and going through my stuff and some of my stuff's better and having a great thing to sell and all this, you know, and that was right. one thing Matt wants, Matt wanted to do too, was to get, to get his collection into other collectors hands, you know? And I mean, I know that sounds a little bit weird, but it's like, I don't, you know, he didn't want to talk. He knew that I wasn't going to hoard it. I want to, I want to sell it and I want to share it. And I want to, I mean, I'm going to keep one of everything, but I'm not keeping three of them, you know? So right. Um, and that's 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 part of the spreading the joy and the love and reminding us of like we all want Christmas, you know, when we were seven years old. Uh, sometimes that hoarding thing gets a little tough, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, <laughs> Phil, what do you have? What'd you get in? Um, well, it's been a little while since I was last on here, but uh, right, I have this little Ooh. four pack of Ahsoka themed droids we get you in the big window here there we go from disneyland we got chopper whoop, on this side we got hu yang there we also have um c4 r4c and rd3 they're really just background <laughs> but uh still nice to see new stuff you got to fill out your droid pack with somebody yeah and then um i so really don't have to correct are we correct in assuming that you've been to Disneyland? Is this? Uh, well, I did pick it up there. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the, the joke there, Ace. He's always at Disneyland. It's yeah. it's weird that we've got him in his apartment because he's usually at Disneyland. I'll make, I'll make a note of that. Right. Uh, I I don't have the space to show it here in this little corner, but if you know who this guy is, you understand what else I got in. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. And uh, if you know what that means, there was a live stream I did real last minute yesterday on yep. articulated points that needs more views because there are times where I was talking to myself on there. So go watch that because I, yeah, you got I put together like just a little playset. Yeah, you got about like, what, 81 cubic feet of playset there? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. So if you want to see Phil... Um, talk to made-up characters in his head and put together the new attorney a playset. Uh, it's right there on articulated points. It's kind of like when Bob talks to the meat on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Hi, Phil! 
Come on out yeah. of that box, Eternia. All okay, right. Phil. Okay, Phil. It's cozy in here, though. I was so lonely. <laughs> all right, that's all I got from me, because I'm not topping that. We're making cat noises. Meow. 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 Get in. I'm That's sorry. all I got. <laughs> Rack time, Rob. What'd you get in? Uh, it's been such a long time since we stopped early enough to do, you know, what I got in. I think the last classified figure I got in was uh, Shadow Tracker. There you go. I bet this guy gurgles when he talks. Anyway. Probably so. I don't imagine he says much as a result. Yeah. Um. But any, anything else Joe related I got was comic-y. So. Right. It, it, it's mo- mostly that stuff. And we've we've covered that. Yeah, and we haven't we haven't done what we got in in like four weeks. Yeah. Like I kind of feel bad putting Ace on the spot like that, but what what can you do? Yeah, my last two Mark- times I was on here, we didn't do it. Oh, yeah, right, I had Mutton Junkyard. Oh, you would tell me. Oh, yes. Oh. Right, we've, <laughs> we, we normally have Weber hanging around. He talks yeah. too much. <laughs> I guess that brings us to this. Yeah, we're finally off the schneid in February. Let me get myself in the big window here. But yeah, there there he is. Number 143. And um, he's he's got all his stuff, and it's he's, he's a real good one, actually. Um I, I haven't bought a whole lot in recent weeks because I went to Kentucky and spent a lot of money there. So it was it was good to to maybe just scale it back for a little bit. Budgeting is important. Budgeting sucks. It makes me makes me cry on the inside. But you were there, Ace. You saw the money. It flowed freely. <laughs> yeah, out of our hands. It like flowed it was... like the spice. Mike, yeah. big bucks, it was airy. Right, <laughs> something like that. I was really impressed with the, the amount of variety of stuff at that show. There, was there, a lot there really was. Food. If you wanted 12-inch stuff, you were going to be happy. If you wanted three-and-three-quarter stuff, you are going to be happy. If you wanted four-inch modern-age stuff, you were going to be happy. If you wanted classified, you were going to be happy. If you wanted Sigma-6, you're probably not a happy person in general, but there were still a few people <laughs> willing to help you out. <laughs> I did uh, see some Sigma Six after. stuff. There, there was some. There was some. I teased the Sigma Six people. I, t- but those were fantastic toys. The Sigma um, Six yeah. fans are the happiest of all because the toy line has stopped. It's a very small line, and they can get <laughs> all of it. <laughs> and then they can be done. They're out. They're free. For the completest. <laughs> yeah, Dustin Jeffrey asks, uh, "Did did Rob get mutton jacket? Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. It's like I'm crushing your head. <laughs> right. It, well, I mean, Junkyard's resemblance to Triumph the Insult comic dog cannot be ignored. So that, <laughs> that's what Rob has done. He needs every a scale, cigar, and bow tie. I am get, I am I'm looking at that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. The so, bow tie uh, and the cigar. We are we're yeah, going for that. Uh Mark Mark yeah. Gerwig will be on the show in a couple of weeks, Rob. You can you can make your pitch for a junkyard loadout. Yeah. Uh, when he gets here, it's a Yeti. It's that's a Yeti. Abom- that's that's your abominable snowman. It's a bumble. Does, he bounces does it too. There you go. Yeah, he does. That's your uh, pygmy gorilla 
in a white for the abominable snowman. <laughs> See, it could be anything you wanted to in the adventure team. Hey, Saul, good yaddy. Shout out. It's Solovar, the ruler of Gorilla City. Oh, I'd just like to shout out to you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I just love uh, participating. And I thank you very much for having me on. It's great to see all y'all and great to talk to some of you, for, some of you folks. And for, I appreciate uh, for the record, it. so everybody knows, Ace hunted me down uh, at, at the Kentucky show saying, um, your show has been a little non-12-inch Joe-centric lately. And we need to make an episode that's more twelve-inch Joe centric. And I was like, "Well, that's... okay, okay, Ace, let's let's get the scheduling book out." So here here it is. Here is the the fruit of all of his labors. That's right. I forced my way into the show, and I really appreciate it. So thank you very much for for humoring me and putting up with me. And I know some of you guys are like, "What on earth was that crap?" But what, I appreciate the... it. Once the trank dart wore off, I was I was fine. It was it was a pleasure. I just love seeing the calendar. It's great. <laughs> oh the man, we, we got a link for you then. <laughs> but we got it's, a uh, story for you. The, the oh, gentleman who does that uh, goes by the the professional name Absorb Bids. Um, he's <laughs> he's done about thirty of them to this point, and Even we have. I a, am not immune. We have a supercut. Wow. On impressive. our channel. So you need to check that one out. I'll, I'll shoot you a link when we're done here. But uh, Phil, who are you shouting out to? Uh, as always, shouting out Patrick Stewart. is the other half of the Articulated Points Equation. We're a podcast that does deep dives into action figures of all kinds. And not just G.I. Joe, but there's a lot of it. Um, and uh, if you saw yesterday's video, you know Masters of the Universe is now in that equation as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think you aren't your furry shorts. Aren't you sleeping in the attorney of throne room at this point? Is because that thing's just that big? <laughs> oh, if only there was enough room. It's more of a, a lounger that hangs from the ceiling. All right. All right fair and enough. also, viewers like you. <laughs> Rack time, Rob. Uh, yes, shout out to the viewers out there. And thank you for tuning in each and every week. You wacky kids, you. What else you got, Rob? That's it. You guys are quick on shout-outs. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to our, our missing host, the honcho Mark Weber, uh, on assignment with the family somewhere where there's skiing. Um, I forget where. I'd have to I'd have to go look. I don't know. Maybe Beautiful he's in your neck Mount of the Gary woods. Lodge. Eh? Maybe he's in your neck of the woods, Ace. Maybe you just, just poke your head out the window, see if you see Mark stumbling. Say, hey, hey, Mark. Yeah, just call out Mark. He'll, he'll, he'll respond. <laughs> He'll be out ice fishing if he's here in Minnesota, I believe. So he's in the that's Poconos. The thing to do. Right. Oh, skiing in uh, the Poconos. Give, give give a shout out to our other host in absentia who we've we've had some fun with tonight at her expense, uh, Joe Colton, and of course the wristlock Wes Whitlock and baby Mango Habanero. Uh, give a shout out to all of our wonderful viewers at home. If you're catching us live, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Be sure you. Hit the button over there to like the video and hit the button over there to subscribe to the channel. Um, we're almost at 1,400 subscribers. We've passed it five or six times now. We just can't seem to stay over that park. So um, let's, let's just go ahead. With your let's, let's just go ahead and click the button once and call it a day. 
Um, you programmed the bot wrong. If you're catching us on Facebook, uh, we appreciate that too. Make sure you give us a thumbs up or a heart or a little huggy guy. Uh, we do love little huggy guy, uh, but those little emoticons are what makes the world go around over on Facebook, but also make sure you make your way over to YouTube at some point. Subscribe to the channel because uh, that really helps us out there as well. If you're catching us on uh, audio replay, wherever you get your 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 fine um, uh, podcasts, we appreciate you as well. That does remind me, uh, we do have a, a quick shout out uh, for the folks over at Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> I got a reader. Um, we're excited to feature that's really funny fo- podcast for anyone who hates censorship. Uh, it is called Bandcamp, and uh, the hilarious duo of Jennifer and Dan host it. Bandcamp is a po- comedy podcast where they read banned books and try to figure out why they were banned in the first place. Here's our overlay. There we go. Um, <laughs> this season, they are reading Mark Twain's classic, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, one chapter at a time, out loud. I think they're up to chapter 35, so you got some catching up to do if you haven't been tuning in. Uh, if you think banning books will lead to a not-so-great future, and it will, uh, and you want to get your reading in without all that pesky reading, uh, then Bandcamp is for you. Uh, whether you're lazy, uh, lazy like Dan uh, or curious like Jennifer, uh, make sure you check out Bandcamp. Uh, you'll love it. And it again, it saves you some from doing all that reading. <laughs> Look for Bad Camp with two N's uh, on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. And let's all get banned together. I just think Phil did a wonderful job of placing his head right at the perfect spot of that. Well, he, he, had, uh, he has uh, his work cut out for him because Mark's done that the last couple of weeks. So the bar was set pretty high. Stretch your head. You know, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark's got a large head that reflects light very well. So Phil had his work cut out for him. <laughs> That's uh, the underdog yeah, here. <laughs> well, I appreciate give a, the attempt. Like give Mac, a shout out to our, our wonderful. With a full moon. Shut up. Give a friend a <laughs> shout out to our wonderful friends and sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, real quickly, we'll sing the theme song. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo. Look, look at Ace Allgood getting in the middle of things there. Most of the time, our guests just look at us funny when we sing the Kokomo Toys theme song. Not Ace. He's in there. He doesn't even know the words. Nope. But I love the Kokomo guys. They're good. Get there fast, and then we'll take it slow. A shout out to our good friends, or rather, our good friend, HCC788, Brian Lower. Enjoy your time off, sir. We appreciate you. Uh, someday you'll do a lead-in for us again. Someday. But instead, uh, you know, in the meantime, you just have w- all of the wonderful programming on the Superstation. Uh, stay tuned for a uh, that the conclusion of that Charlie's Angels marathon uh, coming your way uh, tonight. Who is it? The one where they go to Hawaii? Didn't they do that like every six weeks? Yeah, probably. It was an Aaron Spelling show. I mean, I mean, really, if I had Charlie, the cast of Charlie's Angels on my show, I'd be sending them Hawaii every six weeks. That's what I'd be doing. For sweeps. Ain't no lie. Yeah. <laughs> they can see Bosley in a banana hammock. Right? No. No, wrong. <laughs> oh, that um, David Doyle. Incorrect. But, uh, that's all we got. That's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week for our, our next stunning... Uh, two-bit slime show or i mean what's on joe mind uh we'll be back with a guest that is not quite confirmed yet so i don't want to necessarily pub that too early and not have him show up 
So we're working on it. Hopefully somebody will be here. The honcho will be back. Uh, Phil won't. Uh, probably not Ace either. <laughs> Waiting for reactions. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, wow. We can't get Nothing. that guest, in which case. Then I'm back. back. Hey. All right. in, in, which, in which case, Ace and Phil will fight to the death. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with not doing that. <laughs> See, right there, Ace. Easy win. Easy win. Phil will ki- you will kill Phil easily. That's- I don't like this. <laughs> just stand close to Eternia with a hammer and just go, submit. As our friend Vagon likes to say, hey, stay safe and if you can't be careful. Uh, be sure to tune in next Tuesday at 9 for another thrilling episode of What's on Joe Mind. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Yo, Joe. Thank you very much. Hey, no sweat, Ace. Anytime. Anytime. Anytime.